Welcome to the Hope Warrior Project podcast, where we bring you an extra dose of hope to help you get over the humps of life. I'm Stephanie Martino. And I'm Lydia Zuniga. And together we are bringing you real stories of hope from real people. We believe by hearing other people's stories of challenge and transformation, we can all gain some hope for ourselves. So if you've been looking to find and hold on to hope, you're in the right place. Join us on this journey as we all become warriors of hope. We have an awesome story to share with you guys today, and I'm especially excited about it because it's somebody that I'm pretty close to, um, my stepsister, Ivona. She is super passionate about inspiring others and helping them live their best lives through healing past traumas. And she has a few challenges that she has overcome um, in her story that she's going to share a little bit about with us today. Um, She's got a family history of alcoholism, which is obviously tough. Um, She's living with an autoimmune disease. And most recently, uh, she made um, a big decision to take out her breast implants because of breast implants illness. illness. So she's super passionate about raising awareness on that as well, because it's something that really nobody has heard about. Welcome, Ivona. Thank you, Lydia. I am super duper excited to be here. Um, and thank you for that wonderful intro. Um, it's kind of one of those things that you don't realize, wow, yeah, until you hear it. So thank you. Well, I'm glad to have you with us today, Vona, too. I know you have quite the story, as you know, Lydia alluded to. And I know some of your story, but not all of it. But I guess, you know, you've really been on this journey or even maybe a quest for, for help. So, you know, obviously something led you to make these changes, you know, to decide to have this surgery. So let's kind of like, let's go back. How are you feeling before all of this? What, what is, what it started all of this for you? Well, let me tell you just kind of, you know, it it certainly started a few years ago. It didn't just happen overnight, Um, but I just kind of want to paint a little picture for you just so you can kind of visualize um, my experience. So, you know, just imagine a 30 year old something mom with two kids on the surface. Everything is fine. She's working full time. She has a side business that's successful, a doting mom and a loving wife. On the surface, everything's fine. She's fine. But in reality, she isn't. She has an autoimmune disease and she's struggling to keep up. Brain fog, insomnia, chronic joint pain. Oh, and then of course she's bleeding internally. Every day, these are her struggles. And every day she puts the demands of her life first. Her diet could be better. She barely has energy to exercise and she leaves little or no time for herself. She tries to fix things and fails shortly after. The bleeding gets progressively worse and something needs to change. That was my life for many years um, until I decided to make that change. Yeah, so, I mean, once you decided, like you said, something needs to change and you knew nobody was really gonna save you, right? Like you decided it had to, you know, in your hands, you needed to take control. I mean, besides God, of course. <laughs> nobody <laughs> on the planet. Right, um, nobody knows what's going on with him. Right. <laughs> I mean, he does a lot, but he needs us to do stuff too. So 
when you decided to take control of your healing, I mean, like, how did you, like, what was that process? How did you decide where to start or where to go for help? Well, I just want to start off with, at first, I really didn't have my faith back then. Um, I was in a new season in my life with new small children, and I was trying to find my place. Um, and I was dealing with a lot of shame. So I really didn't share any of these struggles with people because it was just one of those things that I was used to is like, fix it and forget it, fix it and forget it. Um, but that really wasn't serving me. Um, and so when I was going through that season, when it got really, really challenging, I knew at first that there was something wrong. Um, the bleeding wasn't stopping. It continued. And, you know, bleeding internally is never really a good thing, especially if it doesn't stop. So something... I knew that I was doing to my body needed to change. Um, and first up, I needed to get sober, like completely sober, like nothing at all, no weekends, no social drinking, no nightly drinking. Um, you know, alcohol causes really severe inflammation for your entire body. And it was a regular habit for me. Um, and I knew that by stopping, I would give my body a chance to heal. Um, and ironically enough in this season, and I was kind of starting to get back into my faith, you invited me to your first ever Academy and that furthered my passion through healing, through personal development and learning to heal not only my body, but my mind and my soul, um, got sober. And after a year of being sober, my bleeding got worse. I wasn't expecting. Um, so I started making changes to my diet. Um, I began to exercise every single day. And unfortunately, it was too late. Um, I went into a really, really bad, painful flare. Um, and I found out that my colon was massively inflamed. Um, the doctor described it as if a bunch of rabid dogs went in and tore through my entire colon. Oh my um, yeah. And the bleeding was completely intolerable. Um, I made the choice to stay home and rest. And I completely checked out for, for six weeks. I was in bed. I was bedridden. And because of the inflammation, my body wasn't able to retain any nutrients. And um, I lost 30 pounds. And after a month of just trying to allow my body to heal, I knew that um, I had to go to the hospital. So I went in for a CAT scan. And at that time at registration, uh, because my blood count was so low, I fainted. Um, and the doctors rushed me to the ER. They had to put four pints of blood in me. And I spent a week in the hospital in the ICU for a couple of days and in the hospital. Um, and at that point, I knew that I really needed to dive in more into the healing. I really need to focus on, on to the diet. Um, I immersed myself in more audible books. I listened to every single medical medium book that there was, and I found documentaries on Netflix. Um, and, you know, it helped. It helped. I got on infusions, and I definitely feel so much better than I did before. But I felt as if I was still struggling. I felt as if everything that I was doing wasn't serving me enough. I should feel better. I should sleep better. And um, I was still feeling sick. And that's when one of my friends shared her journey with breast implant illness, and it just completely blindsided me. Um, that's when my mind was blown. I got added to a Facebook group, uh, Breast Implant Illness Healing by Nicole. And my life was kind of turned upside down. All of these issues, um, whether they're related or interrelated or not related, um, are symptoms of breast implant illness. So 
while it's wonderful that I got sober and it's wonderful that I have a healing diet, um, going through this procedure has really been kind of like the catapult of, okay, now you got it. And it's been such a great feeling. That's amazing. And, and I think, I mean, I had never even heard of breast implant illness before. So, and I'm sure probably a lot of people have not heard of that. Um, so obviously you, you've, you found this, you said a friend made you aware of this group and you've done, it sounds like a lot of research. So you're doing it was you know, audible book. Oops, sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it was a friend posting on social media. Oh, okay. Okay. So, all right. See, social media can be really helpful times at times. Yeah. <laughs> if we're looking at the right things, but you're taking in a lot of information. Sounds like listening to Audible, probably Googling the heck out of stuff, right? There's a ton mm -hmm. out there though. I mean, you can Google anything these days and five di find five different reasons, opinions, whatever. So how did you know what was right for you? How did you know what direction that you wanted to take? Well, honestly, that's a great question. You know, you can see, find so many and it really kind of depends on your perspective is what are you searching for? Are you searching for things that are going to heal you? Are you searching for things that are going to argue against what you're searching for? Um, and when you need answers, you can find them. The trouble is which ones will help you. Uh, for me, the first thing and most important thing is I, you needed to decide. Um, so I chose to decide. I decided to deal with one issue at a time. I put focus on the things that made me uncomfortable. Um, instead of avoiding my issues, I began dealing with them. Um, so many information, many conflicting. Um, and for me, listening to content and making decisions that felt right for me um, is how I found my healing. So the tools that worked for me, so specifically, um, I dive into Audible books and it's my favorite thing ever. Um, instead of spending all this time researching an issue or topic, I can go into dive and dive into a three to six hour Audible book. Mm -hmm. I'll listen to somebody who's mastered that craft for over 10, 20, 30 years and just get all these golden takeaways in a matter of a few hours. Um, if I had an issue, I'd listen to a book on it. Um, from feelings of shame, Brene Brown, shout out, love you, um, to trouble sleeping, to parenting books. You know, nobody knows how to do anything, but the more tools and wisdom that you get from others, the stronger and more confident you become in your day-to-day -day choices. Um, and in the course of like three years, I listened to over 180 books. Um, I attended seminars. Um, one of my favorites was Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins. Um, and Another really important factor for me, which I implement more as I grow with my faith is practicing it every day. Um, having and knowing and loving God on a daily basis has made me stronger through all of this process um, and asking for help. Um, for me, one of the things I knew I needed to do was go to therapy. And it was kind of one of those things I really had to clean up certain aspects first um, before I got there. But quite honestly, I wish I started there a lot sooner. Um, being open and being vulnerable and realizing that shame is something that we all struggle with. And it's nothing that we need to carry. We are not born with shame. We are not born with feelings of not being good enough. Um, and just addressing those has really just been so life-changing for me. Um, and 
as for breast implant illness, it honestly time to digest many years. You're failing, there's no problems. And even to this day, a lot of plastic surgeons say, there's no, the truth is when you really break down to it, there's so much wrong with them. Not only are you putting a toxic substance into your body, but the chemicals that are made to encase the saline implant, um, some are causing cancer. And there's actually a recall on some implants because they have been shown to cause cancer. And knowing what I know now, I would have never made that decision before. And so I wanna share that with others who realize um, that there are alternatives. You know, Instead of investing $5,000 in breast implants, you can invest $5,000 in personal development and gain so much more than it will ever give you. Um, and, you know, an explant can cost anywhere from four to $15,000. Um, and I was scared to take my family's finances and spend it on me. And I know that sounds so horrible because without me, it's not a family. Um, but I wish I would have done it sooner. Um, first, and I realize this until now, um, my insurance company is paying for it. They're paying for my procedure. And that was my biggest concern that I would have to come up with that money out of pocket, which I did. Um, and since I've gotten my implants removed, I feel like a whole new person. Like my, it's been three weeks and I'm already sleeping better. I'm already thinking better. The medication that I needed to stay awake and alert and fall asleep and focus, I don't need to take that anymore. And I feel as if my body's finally saying, thank you thank you because I've been doing the tools and the steps and I've just been hitting walls after another. And I'm realizing that, you know, certainly the sobriety and the diet changes and my faith has all helped me so much. Um, but this, you know, removing my implants um, was kind of one of those final steps that I needed to take to really become the person that God created me to be. So I'm super excited to share this with you guys. So thank you for having me. Sorry. <laughs> no, that, hey, this is real. This is real life, real stories, you know, and I think it just, you know, the emotion that you're sharing and showing is just makes this all the more real. You know, this isn't just stuff we're making up, right? This is like, we've been through quite a journey. So feel free to be emotional. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, Ivona, like you said, like I, you know, like I've been with you through a lot of this obviously we're stepsisters. So, um, through all of it. Yeah. For those of you that are like wait, stepsisters, my dad is married to her mom. So that clears that up. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, so all of it. Yeah, I guess we, cause we've known each other since we were little, but we weren't sisters since we were little, but, um, but yeah, just throughout, like as we've gotten close since we've become sisters and um, just being with you on this journey, like it's, it's pretty incredible because even when things are really tough, like you manage to just not get discouraged or at least you don't show that you're discouraged. Mm -hmm. And I know that you know that I'm a safe person to, you know, to speak with. So I know for a fact that if you were like really feeling helpless, like you would talk to me about it. And honestly, through everything, it just seems like you're always able to see challenges as something that's making you stronger, as something that God is using to direct you in a certain path. And, you know, I do admire that in you. So I don't know if you could just share with our audience kind of how you keep that positive mindset, even when you're in the ICU getting 
tons of blood from other people and you don't know what the heck is going to happen. Well, I mean, thank you. You know, it's, you know, it's kind of one of those, you, you go through these things in life um, because it's just what you do. Um, you know, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to my mom. Um, you know, my mom and she is one of the most loving people and she is always positive. Yeah. So I feel a lot of the struggles and challenges that I have experienced, the strength that I have comes from her ability just to go through her own challenges and watching my mother um, overcome things. And she's always has, always has a smile on her face. She's always serving others. And she always has just such a pure heart. You know, I, I looked up to that. And so for me, my challenges were just, were just that they were challenges. They, they did not define me. They did not determine the direction of my life. They were things that I had to overcome. And it was all about perspective. Um, you know, when I was in my flare, it was looking back on it now, now I'm like, holy, you know, geez, like that was bad. Um, but I focused on resting. I focused on healing. I would rest and just imagine because the brain is such a powerful, powerful thing that your brain doesn't know the difference between what's reality and what's fake. Um, you know, whether you're excited or you're scared, you have the same emotion. So if you change that perspective to say right now, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm healing my body. My body needs to go through this. I need to make these change. God, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to guide me to? And it's like, we need to make these changes. I have bigger plans for you, but first you need to take care of this because this is not how I intended you to be. This is not who I created you to be. You have a vehicle and I'm going to guide you to it. But right now we need to take care of these things because they're not serving you. And so that's kind of the perspective that I took is that, is this serving me? Is this making my life better? And how... You know, will my family and my children perceive me? Because I want to be the best mom I can be for them. I want to be the best person for myself that I can be. And knowing that God created me with a purpose made me take a look on, on those things that made me uncomfortable. The, you know, the, the, the bad habits, the diet, the lifestyle, um, the thoughts that weren't serving me and realizing that I can change these. And what are the tools that I need to do? And so once I mastered one, I realized, okay, well, what else can I do? And I'm mastering that. And then the, what else can I do? And so realizing that it is a platform and I am the vehicle driving that platform. I choose my thoughts. I choose my behavior. I choose my actions and who I surround myself around. And you are one of the most, you, both of you ladies are one of the most inspiring people that I can share this journey with because I know how you were when you started Hope Warrior. I, I was there with you when you're like Hope Warrior. I'm a Hope Warrior. And that still sticks with me to this day that your purpose in life is to share people's stories of struggle and their victories over triumph over those struggles. So I am honored to be here and a part of this journey. And I thank you for that because if it wasn't for your first academy session and multiple ones after that, I wouldn't have the tools that I have now. So thank you. Um, I love you guys. And I'm super excited mm -hmm. to watch you grow. Thank you. Look at me like a goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I know, now I have them. It's a good one. <laughs> so nice of you to say. And I, I mean, I really, I truly do. Yes, I need to get my tissues. <laughs> I really do appreciate you sharing that. And it's so wonderful I, I can know i can say this for lydia too to, to know that what we're trying to do with hope warrior is is making a difference and so that is so wonderful and you know you hit on a word it's one of my favorite words perspective mm -hmm. and 
I think that is so true. And I think you can see a theme through pretty much every interview we've done. When people are able to overcome a challenge, they're changing their perspective on mm. the situation. And that, mm. that is so true. I mean, we're gonna go, we're gonna go through stuff, you know, we can't prevent that from happening. We're gonna go through crap. Right. So what's our perspective on it? And looking for, okay, what is this trying to teach me? What am I getting out of this? You know, how can I change my attitude towards it can make all the difference. So I really appreciate what you said about that. Yeah. And I think, you know, that kind of touches, I mean, one of the, the new things I've been doing, um, particularly with my children and myself, is we read the Bible. I've never read the Bible in my life. It's not something, you know, we read little bits in church. So I read it with my children, you know, because I want them to experience it. I want them to learn the wisdom that's in there because there's a lot of tools in there that, you know, there's a foundation there. Um, and, you know, speaking of perspective, you know, and going through challenges, there's, you know, parables in the story where, you know, you have, you have to reap what you sow, right? Before you can get the harvest, you have to reap it. Um, and when you're, you know, so planting your seeds, there's going to be weeds. And if you pull those weeds out before your harvest is ready, you're going to be pulling out the fruit there too. And so you have to leave those challenges there until it's ready for them to come. So I knew that every challenge I had to overcome had its season. And if I tried to, you know, to address any of these before I was ready for it, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. But when I was ready, I was 100% in. And that's when my life started to change because I had that clarity. I had that support and I had that belief um, and perspective that this is going to be worth it. There's going to be the weeds in my life that are going to just bog me down, but I'm going to get better. And when I get better, it's going to be a beautiful harvest that God has planned for me. And I could just reap what I sow. Yes. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. I feel like we can just keep going on. I know we can't, but I mean, like, this is so good. I, and I feel like you're just speaking to my heart and, and the way I try to think about things as well. Um, you know, like the weeds getting through the weeds causes us to be stronger, you know, a little, seed doesn't develop and get past the weeds without growing and becoming stronger. Same with us. When we get through our challenges, we can, if we allow ourselves, it can make us stronger. So, so Ivana, if someone has really connected, which I'm sure people have connected with what you've said today, and they would like to connect with you more, follow your journey, how would they go about that? So I share mostly um, on Instagram. Um, that's kind of where like my public profile is. So it is at Ivona Vasquez um, on, on Instagram. So there you'll find stories on my healing. Uh, you'll find stories on breast implant illness, that journey, um, you know, along with, you know, videos on my sobriety, you know, for me, um, I am open and honest, you know, there is very little that I hold back. Um, certainly there are stories that are private to me and private to my family. So I, I respect um, those boundaries, uh, but I am very open and honest because I know how it feels to struggle through those challenges and feel like, well, everybody else is fine. You know, I'm just going to have to suck it up because, you know, that's not serving us. You know, perfectionism is a form of shame. And when you try to be perfect, um, you're really hiding um, your feelings of not being good enough. So I, I like to share there so I can inspire others to, you know, grow and be their best version of them themselves. Thank you. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll um, make sure after this is done, go in the comments and put in your, what do they call it? What do they call it? Handle? Your handle. handle. Yes, handle. Is it handle? I'm thinking like <laughs> you know? walkie talkie. I don't know. 
yeah so that people know like how it's spelled and stuff but um thank you so much this has been an awesome interview um and we just have an announcement that this was the last interview of season one it's been a nice little starter journey but we want to get more intentional and do a little prep work for the next season um, but we will be coming on next week to do a little recap show to just kind of reflect over all the interviews um, so definitely that'll be one that you want to check out so that if you hear something about an interview that really speaks to you, you can go back and find that one and watch it. Um, so yeah, just join us for that next week. And that's all we have for you guys. Thank you so much, Ivona and Stephanie. Love you guys. And thank you for having me. I feel honored to close out the season. <laughs> yes. What a way to close it out too. Frank, good job. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, have an awesome week. Bye. Bye everybody. Bye. To all you Hope Warriors out there, thank you for joining us today to hear another incredible story. We hope that you are encouraged and are taking away something positive for your own life. If you want to hear more stories like the one today, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends about it because you know we can all use some extra hope in our lives.